Hello and welcome to Backchat, your podcast all about scoliosis, yoga and back care. My name is Christine Jaregiberry. I'm a yoga teacher, creator of the Yogaberry Yoga for Scoliosis community and YouTube channel. And this show is all about supporting you on your scoliosis journey. So if you're looking for practical advice and inspiration on how to manage the condition with yoga and movement, then you're in the right place. Hello, everyone. We are live for Back Chat. Um, oh, and it's still going on. Sorry, there's a bit of noise there in the background. I hope you can hear me okay. So um, feel free if you are joining me here live, please do let me know that you can hear me. It's always reassuring when I know um, that I'm not just talking to myself and then I have to do it all over again. So uh, welcome everyone. If this is your first time here um, in Backchat, this is part of my Yoga for Scoliosis community. Some of you um, might have joined the Facebook group already. If you haven't, then please head over to Facebook and do so. Hi, Tatiana. She's saying good morning. So I'm hoping that you can uh, that you can hear me okay. Um, and those of you who are listening to this on your podcast app, which is another great option, by the way, if you don't want to watch me for uh, 45 minutes and you just want to be getting on with your life and, and listening to, to what I have to say and if I'm interviewing people, then you can head over to Spotify or your podcast app as well on your phone and you will find me there as back chat with Christine as well. So that's another great option. However, I really enjoy when you are here live because it makes the whole thing a little bit more interesting for everyone. We can make it a little bit more um, relevant for everyone. Liz is here. Hi, Liz. Gail is here. Fantastic. Thank you so much for letting me know. Um, so I had a little bit of a break last week. So sorry if you tuned in and, and I wasn't here. Um, because in the UK, we were finally let out of the house. Woohoo! So um, my family and I, we went to, to the coast down to Kent and had a few days there um, just spending some time somewhere else rather than our home. Um, so we did some cycling trips and some, some walking and uh, things like that. So that was really nice and just having a little bit of a break. However, I am back now. Um, and yes, it's great to be here. So today, what I would like to talk about is the difference between Schroth and yoga for scoliosis. So if you are here live, um, tell me, um, do you have any experience with either? <laughs> I know some of you have got experience with yoga for scoliosis because I know you. Um, but have you done any Schroth therapy before? Um, and I love, I'm just seeing Gail's uh, name here in the in the chat. So it's uh, Gail um, Pickens-Barger, ease back pain with yoga. Great, excellent, um, fantastic. So yes, have you done any Schroth therapy before? Um, are you completely new to the topic? And maybe you've got some specific questions. And I picked up on this. I found this question in my um, Facebook community. Um, so again, if you've got any questions, this is another place to, to, to 
leave them and then you've got lots of other people as well chipping in um, but I thought this one was a little bit of a longer one to discuss so I didn't want to just write a comment um, because it wouldn't have done it any justice so I thought let's do a back chat about this topic and um, then I can hopefully clarify a few things for you now I have to little uh, disclaimer here so for those of you who are new I am a yoga teacher um, so I teach yoga for scoliosis however I have quite a bit of experience with shroth therapy I do not teach it however um, I'm not a uh, certified um, shroth therapist or anything like that so but I will tell you what I know basically about this type of therapy and I've been kind of diving in a little bit deeper over the last year especially especially since my interview last year last summer with Meredith Weiss who is a shroth Barcelona um, therapist and and a yoga teacher and before that I was always a little bit um, I wasn't I was interested but I always thought that there was a big kind of division between the two types of approaches so I wasn't really ready to dive in deeper however um, and I've, I've been talking to to one of my one-to-one -one students um, about this this week as well I think it's really important to keep an open mind and to discover different approaches, different points of views, um, trying them out and see how you can kind of integrate um, a few of these things. So that's kind of what I have been, and that's hopefully what comes across in this back chat as well, that I'm, um, I'm interviewing people that have different backgrounds that teach different methods as well. And then you can decide from, you know, the information that you're getting, do you want to know more about it? Do you want to explore it a little bit more? Do you want to dive deeper? Or maybe it's not for you. And sometimes as well, you might hear that there is a little bit of um, conflicting information and you know this is just part of life right it's not there isn't a handbook on how to do everything and how to get through life but conflict and different opinions will always come up and this is a learning journey for me as well and um so so all that we can do is is kind of listen to those different opinions including mine obviously as well also just a, an opinion a perspective and then take the bits that you like. So I'm also kind of referring back to obviously, all of you know, Dr. Fishman, he's been on this uh, on this show a, uh, a couple of times at least. And I really value his research. Then there are other people um, that would completely contradict him and wouldn't say, no, he doesn't know what he's talking about. But I still want to hear from them, right? I do want to hear from, from everyone and, um, I think that's that's how we can uh, keep an open mind, and that's how we can that's how progress is made as well, in my opinion. And I will talk to you a little bit about Schroth now in a moment. And that wasn't a smooth ride either, right? There is also different opinions, and and Schroth has really been developing and branching out. 
Good. Uh, lovely. So Tatiana is saying I do yoga all my life, but now I'm 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 scared to do twisting after listening to Schwoz. Are you doing still twisting? Okay, I will I will talk to you about this as well. Um, let's talk about before I go into that, Tatiana. I, I think I, I need to clarify for people what Schwoz is, right? Because um, it might not be so obvious for some people and they might be thinking, what is she, what is she talking about, right? So Schwoz or Schroth, how we say in, in German, was um, developed by a lady called um, Katharina Schroth. And you know, I'm German, so I am, I'm saying it in uh, the, the German pronunciation. However, the English or Americans, they usually say Schroth. So Schroth, Katharina Schroth, she was, um, born and raised in, in Germany, um, she developed this method or she had scoliosis herself and she wasn't a doctor, she wasn't a physiotherapist, she was just interested in treating her own scoliosis with exercises. So she kind of developed this method um, back in, in the 1920s, so 100 years ago now, um, in Germany and she she tried it out on herself. She found that it improved her scoliosis. She tried it out on lots of different people. She developed this method and it was kind of um, in the beginning, it was viewed as quite controversial and, you know, there were different opinions. Does that sound familiar? Um, but she kind of, she kept going with it and she found that it it was really, really helpful. And then over the years to come, she, she founded this, this uh, clinic um, in Bad Sobernheim in, in Germany um, with her daughter, Christa Lenartschroth, um, who eventually took, took over the, the business. And then her grandson, again, uh, so son of, of Christa Schroth, Christa Lenartschroth, um, Hans Rudolf Weiss. So I'm giving you all those German names now. Um, he again developed it further and he actually um, came out with this book, which um, I would highly recommend to anyone who is interested in diving a little bit deeper. Now, there is another book and I know some of you who are uh, maybe Schroth therapists and you're listening to this just to make sure that I'm saying the right things, <laughs> you know, um, that there is another book which was um, written by Krista, and it's a big yellow book, massive thing. Um, I haven't got it here, but um, it was originally written in the 1970s, kind of big yellow book with, with all the things that, that uh, about this th therapy and how to do it. Um, I think this is, I'm not going to say it's better, but I think this is more of a kind of an updated version, um, a little bit more science uh, studies and all of that in it, uh, much more kind of, not much more examples, but it's, yeah, it's it's a little bit more modern, let's say that. It's a little bit more updated. So that's why I like this book. So sorry for those of you who are listening on the on the podcast. It's called uh, Schroth Therapy Advancement, Advancements in Conservative Scoliosis Treatment. Um, and it's written by Hans Rudolf Weiss with his uh, mother, Christa Lena Schroth, and Mark 
Mora Marco. Sorry if I'm pronouncing this wrong, um, but there you go. So that's a, a great kind of resource to dive in a little bit deeper. But what is it? So we know it was specifically developed for scoliosis. Um, general kind of exercises, Katharina understood that this is a three-dimensional um, problem, that scoliosis is not just kind of a, um, a sideward curvature, it also comes with rotation. So she did under, she understood all of this and she used the breath quite a lot. So there is some overlap definitely with, with, um, with yoga there and that she, she, she recognized the importance of using the breath to active, mainly to activate, activate certain muscles, maybe the kind of more sleepy areas, the concave areas of, of your body. Um, but really it's a type of physiotherapy, right? It's a physiotherapy rehab, when you've got a specific problem, you go to a Schroth therapist, um, they give you very specific exercises, which are not easy, um, which are quite pr very precise. Um, sometimes it, it reminds me a little bit of Pilates in terms of like the, you have to do all those repetitions and um, it's quite a precise recipe, let's let's say that, and, and very much tailored to your scoliosis curvature. Okay, the, similar to what I'm teaching as well. However, I will go into the yoga part in a moment, um, but it's kind of holding lots of isometric things uh, so that you hold, you breathe. Again, sounds quite similar to yoga, doesn't it? Um, however, still different right so they are difficult so that's that's the first thing i, I find yoga um easier um to to demonstrate and to replicate and to to learn um Schroth is very specific again there's a lot of room for error if you don't do it properly if you don't do it right there is probably less point i'm not going to say no point in doing it but you know, you have to do it really properly to find, to see the benefits. Um, you have to pretty much have someone there to look at you while you're doing it, even though some of the, the, the short therapists would probably disagree with that. No, you can do this on your own. But from what I have experienced on myself, so getting the exercise for myself and uh, helping some of my clients with their exercises, um, I know that really you need somebody there to look at you unless you've done this a hundred million times already and that's why they have those boot camp style um, courses where you go and you basically live in the clinic for for four weeks or something like that and you repeat 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 until you've got it down and you know what you're doing um so that is, let me know if that makes sense. That is kind of, this is what um, what my experience with Schroth therapy was. Very good, very beneficial. It's, it's designed to correct scoliosis, but it's very much designed uh, for 
well, especially the newer kind of the newer branches, I find for um, adolescent idiopathic scoliosis and teenagers, kids that are still growing, where you can really make a big uh, difference, of course, that's the, that, that's the demographic they're mainly interested in. Again, correct me if I'm wrong, if, you, if you're a short therapist and you're saying, no, we do this well for everyone, but I find that this works best for kids, for teenagers. If my daughter touching wood here, um, hopefully she will never have scoliosis, but if she did have scoliosis, and um, I wanted her to, to do something very specific, I would probably send her to a Schroth therapist as a child, as a teenager. Now, yoga, shall we move on to yoga? Well, let me know if, if there are any questions about this so far, and um, I'll see if I'm missing anything out. So what I wanted to say as well, so what I know about Schroth therapy is that there have been different branches nowadays as well. So it's not kind of gone all linear um, with the Schroth family, um, but it's kind of branched out. And there's the, the Schroth Barcelona method. Um, I know the ladies from um, SSOL, there's uh, Spinal and Scoliosis Online Learning. I'm hoping I'm saying this right, and I'm doing a fantastic course with them at the moment. Um, they have been trained in, in all those all those methods they're kind of doing their uh their own thing as well in terms of um, education and educating everyone but again you know that they're, they're starting to be different adaptations and different branches good so jackie is is asking is shroth useful for adults at all um I'm sure it is, and I think it's more for your what your pre preference is for learning style. So Schroth, and you know, again, I am German, but I'm going to say it here. Now it's it's a method developed in Germany. It's quite rigid. Stereotypes here. Um, it's quite rigid. It's very precise. Uh, you have to do it three times a day. You know, it's it's and you you kind of got. Um, yeah, people shouting at you all the time when when you're doing this. So it's a little bit more kind of again boot camp style. I'm not going to say military style, but you know it. You know what I mean. It's it's very disciplined. Not to say that yoga is not right. It depends on your teacher, and I'm sure the same is true for the Schroth method. Um, so there are people who get on really well with this and they love it they've got the very precise instructions that's the exercises that they do and that's great my experience with adults is that well first of all generally doctors are less interested in you and your scoliosis once you've once you're an adult right i'm sure you agree unless you're in that kind of bracket where you're in danger of having surgery um my experience is that when you're when you're an adult it, it first of all it becomes a little bit more about pain and it becomes more about making sure that it doesn't progress further 
right? Same, okay, same with teenagers, but with adults, there is more pain, there's more sensations involved with it, with the scoliosis. Now, the teenagers generally don't have this. Now, when you've got back pain, um, again, this this therapy can be can be really useful. However, I have found that body awareness and learning how you move, re-educating your body um, can be really useful. And, and this is why I fell in love with yoga. And this is what worked for me. And this is why I am doing what I am doing. Because I think as well, you need to you need to find something that you enjoy, right? If you do not enjoy it, you're not going to do it. Now, personally, I never enjoyed the Schroth exercises. I did not enjoy them. Um, I find them a little bit boring and I don't feel motivated by it. I'm not saying that it doesn't work. It does work, absolutely. But you, you're going to have to be really motivated to do them. Yoga, on the other hand, I do enjoy. I love how I feel after a yoga class. I love that it is more than just um, a physical practice, and I will go into that in a in a moment. But I I love all the aspects of it. Again, we've got we've got the relaxation aspect. We've got um, we've got all the the different branches. It's more for lifestyle, really. It, then we're looking at um, nutrition as well with Ayurveda and 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 all of that. It's it's much more of a holistic um, approach and. With scoliosis, I think we cannot just look at the physical. We cannot just look at the x-ray, right? There is so much going on um, in terms of physically the body, how we how we move and, uh, you know, what's going on inside of us. We're not just bones, but there is different tissues. We've got the, the organs, the, um, the, the nervous system. All of that is affected by scoliosis. And I think this really holistic, this broader approach um, works really, really well, which is why I teach it. So yoga, let's go back to this. Yoga was not developed to cure scoliosis, right? Shroth was developed to treat scoliosis. Yoga wasn't. So yoga is the, the word yoga means um, to yoke or it, it means union. So we're kind of connecting. Well, that's how I see it as kind of bringing together body, mind and spirit, that whole union of it's not just a, a physical thing, but there is more to us. Um, and it was it's, it's a very old tradition, first of all. It, the roots go back, I, I've read, like 5,000 years, and I've seen different numbers, but 5,000 years um, to, to India, obviously, where, where, it, um, where it's said to uh, have originated. It was all kind of formalized by Patanjali 2,000 years ago with the with a Yoga Sutras, um, which give us kind of a guideline of, of what we should do to with the purpose to reach enlightenment, right? Not to straighten your scoliosis curve. No, it's to be enlightened. Now, on the way, you know, 
on the way to enlightenment, you will probably encounter various different benefits um, of yoga, which is my experience that, you know, first of all, I came to yoga to, to heal myself physically, to help me with my scoliosis. And then further down the line, acknowledging that actually it's not just my body that is affected, but maybe there's some other things going on as well. How does it affect me emotionally? How does it affect me mentally? Then I acknowledged, well, I'm getting older, so I have to be able to adapt and I have to to kind of to to change. And um, yoga can help me in different um different periods of my life for example going through pregnancy um now kind of more going towards menopause there's there's different stages and it doesn't there's no kind of one size fits all approach um and this is how this is where 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 yoga is fundamentally different because it it kind of it's not just about scoliosis now yoga for scoliosis and i just said it's not just for scoliosis yoga for scoliosis to me just means it's a yoga practice which is keeps in mind um or which is kind of tailored taking all the bits out of the yoga that are specifically beneficial for those with scoliosis it wasn't invented for scoliosis but it was it's taking that big thing of yoga and adapting it um, to the specific needs for those with scoliosis because i believe that we are more than just scoliosis right there is so much more to us so that's why why not use a more kind of um bigger method at the end of the day because it's going to help us with different parts of our lives good right uh okay let me just have a quick look at the comments here sorry i missed some of them what is the course fee for lesson of Schroth method i don't know so you, you know again i am a yoga for scoliosis teacher i'm not a Schroth therapist but um you'll have to have a look in your area if you you know there's different people that that teach it it depends on who you're working with um but it's a very specialized type of physiotherapy it's not going to be cheap um right and then yes so that's the, that's the same question about online class course fee so again I was uh, so my purpose today is is to to tell you what I know about the the Schroth therapy and I am a fan as you know um but at the end of the day I teach yoga so I can tell you about the 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 yoga practice and the online courses that I teach that I offer but if you're looking for more kind of the Schroth approach then um you need to google maybe Schroth therapy in my area or something like that Good, great question. Tatiana is asking, are there same exercises in yoga and Shroth? Um, no, I don't think so. I don't think that they are the same. However, the approach is similar. So again, what I am taking from the Shroth therapy is, is how they, again, they are 
experts in scoliosis, right? And they know how scoliosis uh, works mechanically. Um, they have got kind of all the, the kind of the science background information and all of that. But we can take some of their principles and can bring them into our yoga practice. So one of them being obviously that this is a three-dimensional approach. And Tatiana, you were asking about the twisting um, earlier on. So I'm gonna go through this now. Um, but I did want to mention before I do that, I wanted to mention the book Yoga for Scoliosis by Elise Browning Miller, because that is another, this is a great kind of resource for anyone who um, wants to dive a little bit deeper into that kind of specific and he, he likes having something there again you can obviously check out my website as well but i do elise browning miller is one of is is one of my teachers and i love this book and i use it all the time so in terms of exercises no they are not there aren't really any as far as i know that would be the same exactly however the principles are similar. So in yoga for scoliosis and the way I approach it, we are looking for elongation of the spine. We're, we're looking for um, decompression. So traction is a little bit part of that. And that's similar. That's also happening in, in the, in the, in the short therapy using the breath right? So expanding into the concavities, that's the way I teach it. That's the way um, Elise teaches us as well. We breathe into the concavity, we breathe out from the convexity. That is, um, that is similar. The, at the end of the day, what is the same is, is the goal, right? We, we're looking to improve the, the posture and we're, we're looking to improve the, um, the asymmetric we're looking to reduce the asymmetric load force that is going through the body. So we're looking to bring everything back into a little bit more harmony, re-educate the body, and then move it around. That's what we do in yoga for scoliosis. I'm sure the shroth therapists would agree. However, um, I feel that there is in yoga, there is in yoga for scoliosis, there is more participation um, from the student required. So you have to really want it, you have to feel it, and then you have to kind of take it into your daily life as well. So it's not just on your yoga mat, do these yoga poses and then you'll be fine. No, it's, it's going to be um, more than that. And then it doesn't really matter what you do at the end of the day, because what you have learned in your yoga practice, you can take this off your mat. You can take this into any type of exercises that you like um, and apply all these, all these principles as well. Um, so I still haven't answered the, the question about twisting. So let me bring this back here for a moment. So uh, Tatiana was saying after listening, I think she's, she's referring to the interview I did a year ago with Meredith Weiss about twisting. No, it was about Schroth therapy and yoga as well. But she did say to us, no twisting, right? 
and I have really gone through the whole, I've, you know, I've listened to everyone. Um, I've considered it all. I've, I've looked at all the, the research and all of that. I do agree that because the, the spine is already kind of in rotation, do we want to encourage lots of twisting? That's kind of the naturally what our body wants to do. And I agree that if it's somebody who's got a progressive scoliosis and also somebody who's still growing, um, that they should probably stay away from a lot of twisting poses. However, if your scoliosis is mild and fairly stable, um, there isn't really, I, I feel twisting can be beneficial can be beneficial depending on, on why you do it, right? You have to be quite uh, certain about your intention. Why do you twist? Is it just to achieve a um, very twisty yoga pose, which often goes into end range? Then I would say, no, don't do that with scoliosis. But if you can lengthen, if you can um keep your scoliosis curvature in mind and this is what you learn obviously in the in the in my online course in the practice transformation if you can do this with integrity and think about the areas that you want to keep spacious that you want to lengthen and where you don't want to go further into into your rotation that's already happening in your spine then you can absolutely do it. So there's no reason why you wouldn't. And there are reasons why you do twists, right? And for example, if I see someone is, is quite, uh, doesn't have a lot of mobility in their thoracic spine, I find twisting very useful, right? To just loosen things up a little bit first before we do anything else. But this very much depends on the individual uh, curve pattern. So there are people where I would say do not twist. And there, there are people I where I would say, yes, why not? Um, so it's it's quite individual. I'm not sure if that's helping you, Tatiana. Um, but so going back, I think you you were asking about me as well. I twist, but I twist less. That sounds like the dance, right? Um, so I've taken a lot of those poses out of my practice and I don't go into the end range. I do, um, again, in the, in the practice transformation, we go through twisting because I feel like it's part of day-to-day -day life. However, there's literally like two twisting poses in there um, because I feel that's enough. We do not need to encourage a lot of twisting so it wouldn't be part of my daily routine let's put it that way okay brenda brenda is saying shroth didn't really help me as an adult it did help me with breathing and teaching me that scoliosis is three-dimensional but yoga has helped me in so many aspects yes and i think that kind of summarizes my own opinion as well um and i again i'm sure there are people that have adults that have found shroth therapy to be very beneficial. Um, but again, for me personally, I need to do something that I connect with that motivates me to do. And this has always been um, yoga more than kind of 
physiotherapy in general can be you know you you might do it for a specific reason if you're if you are if you for example you know if you've got problem with with your shoulder or whatever you might need specific things there for your shoulder however scoliosis is a long-term thing right it doesn't go away unfortunately and if we're thinking about a whole life now i have been dealing with my scoliosis since i was a child so let's say 30 years um that's a long time right and that's a long time to keep going with your practice and and keep doing things and for me yoga there's always there's been more things that keep me interested and that keep me practicing good so leonie is saying i had the same experience i did short therapy for seven years now but only yoga managed to leave relieve my pain and made me feel great in my body yes and, and again with pain i feel again i know the short exercises and I'm sure there are people who would say it has helped them. However, for me, um, it did not help me with the pain. I can see how it's helpful with kind of correcting and improving posture, especially if you're still growing. Um, but for pain, my approach is, is different. Okay, Gail is saying, yes, not twisting with vigor. Still need twisting, as you say. Yes, absolutely. I think twisting is part of your day-to-day -day life, right? You need to be able to turn around. And uh, if you're driving your car and you want to look what's going on behind you, right? It's a, it's a functional movement at the end of the day. We are designed to move. We are not designed to be a robot and be a stick and just walk around like that um, we are designed for movement and i i think i feel my opinion is that twisting poses in yoga teach you a lot they teach you what's going on in your body have you ever noticed that when you turn to one side that is really easy and then when you turn to the other side then there is a lot of resistance going on have you ever noticed that twisting lying on your back bringing the legs over is different from doing a twist in a seated position so they teach you something which is again why i haven't taken them out in any way um, completely out of my practice good gail is saying i'm motivated to have less pain yes me too love the constructive rest pose with the hand towels from your course Yes, thank you, Gail. And this is a very, um, a very gentle way of derotation, right? And 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 um, again, so I wouldn't call it twisting, but you're still doing what you want to do, which is derotating the spine and and taking that um, that rotation out of your uh, out of your scoliosis. Good. Brenda is saying, I elongate first and then allow the twist to develop. Schroth discouraged twisting yoga allows that freedom and it feels really good. Yes. And you know what? What happens if somebody tells you not to do something, right? Doesn't matter what age you are. Children, definitely, but also grown-ups. If somebody tells you not to do it, you're hopefully going to ask yourself, uh, well, why? And very often if you're a little bit rebellious then you're probably going to do it and you're really 
going to want to do it, right? Because somebody told you not to do it. Um, so I'm not a fan of telling people what not to do. However, I do realize that a little bit of guidance is is obviously is is useful. And I can again, I feel like if you are going to um, tell people what not to do, that there has to be a lot of explanation about this and why in your specific case you should not be twisting. Why would you say to um, everyone who's got scoliosis, which is a lot of people, right? So they say between one to three percent have got um, adolescent idiopathic scoliosis. If we look at adults, that's a lot more. Um, and when we kind of come to degenerative lumbar scoliosis in a, at an older age, we're probably looking more at like 60 percent of the of that population have scoliosis. Are we going to say to everyone that they should not be doing any sort of twisting? No, I think this is like an individual um, case by case decision. And again, this is this is why I teach what I teach the way I teach it, <laughs> because I want you to take um, part in this decision. And, and that's what we do in the in the practice transformation a lot of it is about getting to know yourself and your curvature and finding the the practice that um, works for you and allowing you to experiment right how boring would life be if we couldn't experiment if we couldn't try different things and then decide if it's if it's for us or not um, so freedom, yes, absolutely. Freedom to move. And again, we are human beings. We've got bodies that are designed to move. Um, again, my opinion. That's all I can do here, right? Um, good. So I'm hoping that this has given you a, um, a good overview of the, the differences between those two things. Between those two things. I'm just reading comments and, <laughs> and talking at the same time. Between those two approaches, um, I'm hoping that you understand why I do what, what I do, why I am in the Yoga for Scoliosis camp. However, um, I am getting my education from the Schroth side because I highly value the scientific approaches right so sometimes in yoga we can get a little bit too woo, out there and um, it, it might not be completely backed up with with science so that's what I value about the Schroth therapy and um, I certainly highly value their research as well so you, Alex, is saying, love your channel, yoga, scoliosis treatment, course fee. Okay, course fee. Uh, link to your current. Okay. <laughs> this is a very difficult to read comment, but I'm, I'm, I'm understanding from this. You want to know how much my yoga for scoliosis course is and how you can sign up, which is what I'm going to tell you right now. So you'll find the link hopefully in the description. If it's not there right now, I will put it in later. Um, you can message me, you can email me at info at um, yogaberry.net. Let me find the um, 
this slide here. Oh, I need to take that comment off. Okay, so that you can see it. So the Yoga for Scoliosis Practice Transformation starts on the 9th of May. Um, you can still register. If you register now, then you can get a 45-minute um, one-to-one session with me included. Um, I think there's 14 spaces for that left. So you've got a good chance if, you, if you're doing that now. It's uh, four modules in total. There are four live sessions now. So I've, I've quite I've changed this course over the, the years quite a lot. I've adapted it with all the, the new information that I've gotten, the, the new kind of knowledge and all of that. So there's an educational part to it, a kind of lectures um, and educational material. There's printable yoga sequences in there. Um, and we've got live practices and then we've got live Q&A sessions where you um, get to know the other people on the course as well. Good. Gail is saying, nice, such a good co course. I think Gail has done it three times, something like that. So uh, <laughs> thank you so much, Gail. Um, yes, and I always change it, right? I always adapt it because I am learning as, as we're going. And as I said to you over the last year, I've gone down more of the, the getting the information from the people that design therapies for scoliosis, right? Because obviously um, they have got that experience and that knowledge. Um, so yes, you'll find all the, the details in the, in the description of either if you're, if you're looking at this on your, on your app or on YouTube, you can find all the information there. If you've got any questions, obviously you can contact me, you can ask me any, any questions. Um, it's all recorded, it's all going to be recorded. If you can't make the live sessions, then you can catch up afterwards. I've got people in different time zones usually, and there's people, I'm in the UK, people might be in, in, uh, in, in America, in, in Europe, in Australia. So the times don't always work for everyone, um, but you can submit all your questions beforehand. We've got a private Facebook group as well. So um, plenty of ways to get the most out of it. Good guys, so I'm hoping that this was useful. Next week, I've got James Knight, uh, we're trying again. Um, talking about somatic yoga, Hannah somatics, neuroscience. Um, he promised, he put it all in this diary. His assistant put it in this diary, in her diary, and he is going to be there. So James Knight next week. Um, I can't remember what we're doing the week after. The week after we've got um, spinal fusion rehab with Emily um, Hale, and she's a Pilates teacher. So we're gonna get the Pilates perspective as well. So thank you so much guys for listening. And um, yes, tune in next week to hear me chat to James Knight. Bye everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, I would be super grateful if, if you could leave me a five-star rating and review, which will help me to create lots more amazing content. If you have any questions or suggestions, reach out to me on Instagram at yogaberry.scoliosis or visit my website at www.yogaberry.net.